Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the KOQ WrestleMania 33 Roundtable. Wait a minute. I know what you're thinking. We just had WrestleMania 34. Why are we doing a WrestleMania 33 Roundtable? Well, because this episode was actually recorded last year, right before WrestleMania. Myself, Chris Clem, and Steve Guy were all heading down to WrestleMania. And if you've listened to the WrestleMania 34 KOQ WrestleMania Roundtable, that this episode, unfortunately, was not posted due to a communication error between myself and Chris Clem. And this kind of sat on the shelf all year. And after we sat together this year and did it, so we have two out there now available for listening pleasure we have wrestlemania 29 roundtable and wrestlemania 34 roundtable 33 is kind of a lost episode an unreleased episode previously unreleased episode so we go a good hour and 40 minutes talking about last year's card and the quality isn't the greatest we were recording on skype this seems to be the best quality of the episode that i have i thought i saved the episode, all the the work that I did on it, but I guess I didn't. And I, I don't know if the quality has changed from what I originally had to here because it's kind of traveled from different sources. So here it is without any further ado, the WrestleMania 33 roundtable that we did last year before WrestleMania 33 that was live from Orlando. So no further intro needed and I'm not doing it much other production on this and this will be exclusively released right here on the Wrestling Cheers podcast feed. So I guess now here's Steve Guy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the KOQ WrestleMania Roundtable. My name is Steve Guy. I'll be your host or moderator of sorts on this. You may know me from AIW, uh, independent promotion out of Cleveland, Ohio. I am joined by Justin Summers of the podcast Wrestling Cheers. You can follow them on Twitter at Wrestling Cheers. And also joined by Chris Clem. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris underscore Clem. He is the host of Chris Clem's Cavs cast. And you can find him also on Lousy Weather Media. He's representing them today. Uh, none of that has to do with wrestling, but you mean the guy does probably some of the best wrestling impersonations in the land. So that's why he's here. And he's a longtime lifer of a wrestling fan. You may have listened to our last episode, uh, which was four years ago. So if you're back again, we thank you for your loyalty. Gentlemen, say hello to everyone. <laughs> say, say hi guys. You can go, you can go first, Chris. You got the longer introduction. Okay. Well, uh, uh, hi, uh, thanks for coming back four years later. Uh, we'll be back again for WrestleMania 37. And, uh, you know, uh, thanks. I'm already looking forward to WrestleMania 37. We're going to see some fantastic matches from uh, The Undertaker's Dead Corpse. We're going to see uh, Booker T come out of retirement versus Triple H. Just so Chris Clem could feel that feeling one more time just that that knife maybe like even that, sting too i like that you were uh, basically making it sound like careers were ending and being resurrected but you still four years after this will have triple h burying people so good for you well i'm sure there's some hot guy on the indies right now who'll be in perfect position for him to go over in four years <laughs> well if you listen to this show four years ago uh, <laughs> I'm surprised. You know, by then they'll probably have better cloning technology, and he can resurrect uh, Gerald Briscoe and go over him and uh, Lou Thez. Just go back through the last 
75 years of NWA champions. Yeah, he'll just uh, have some sort of clone of Bruno. It'll be young Bruno in his prime, and he'll be like, oh, just put him down, even though he has the longest reigning championship. That'd be great. Come on, guys. Scott You're, Steiner's still waiting for the limo to pick them up to take their steroid test. <laughs> See, you guys are missing the golden opportunity is resurrecting the Ultimate Warrior and getting revenge for WrestleMania 12. And changing the, mir- the meaning of the, uh, the Warrior Award <laughs> to mean what it was supposed to be. <laughs> That's be possibility. Yeah. Uh, the so, day that somebody backstage uh, gets nominated or gets an award is the day that the mainstream media reports on who works backstage at WWE and gets rewards. So basically, that will never happen. <laughs> so uh, basically, the rundown on this show, folks, you have three people who follow along wrestling are in the wrestling world. Uh, we like to have fun with it. We're just going to go through the card and maybe make some, we'll make some predictions here and you can listen along at home, disagree, agree, whatever the case may be. Uh, we're going to start off with the always popular Andre, the giant Memorial battle Royal, which so far this year has four entrants one week away from WrestleMania. Usually the throwaway match, right guys? No, not throwaway match. Last year, I was probably the best match on the card. It had Diamond Dallas Page and Shaq. I know. Oh, I was. Right. I apologize. That's, I forgot. <laughs> Last year, it was actually not on the pre-show. The kickoff show. Has it ever show. been on the pre-show? The first. Oh, yeah. It's only the second one. The first one wasn't on the pre-show when Cesaro won. Uh, yeah, it was. That was the kickoff show, wasn't it? It was like the first thing, or maybe it was the first match of actual WrestleMania. I don't believe so. I don't believe it was on the kickoff show. You guys talk. I'm going to look that up right now. All right. All right. So, so well, far. Hold on, Steve. You guys do have to note that there's only four as of this recording. We are recording this before Raw and SmackDown, the go-home shows for WrestleMania. That's a good and point. I'm, I'm willing to bet that there's going to be people that announce, probably people announce who have a better shot of winning than the four we have in front of us. We are exactly one week away from WrestleMania. Uh, the four names so far declared, you have... Uh, three from SmackDown, Mojo Raleigh, Apollo Crews, and Kurt Hawkins. Officially from Monday Night Raw is the big show. Uh, it seems like Dolph Ziggler has already, you know, he's nowhere to be seen on this card right now. It, it seems like he has, uh, I guess, flirted with the idea or teased the idea that he would be in there during, like, Mojo's uh, promos backstage. Can we agree on that? Yeah, I don't. I can't agree. First of all, with what Justin said, because honestly, if I was a betting man and I was going to bet on who's going to win, the winner is already in there, and that's Mojo Rally. Considering <laughs> he got on ESPN and all kinds of other channels because Rob Gronkowski was working out with him and chopping him, getting him ready for the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and I'm sure Vince McMahon saw that on TV and was like, "Ah, we got the winner, pal." Well, and then Gronk was on SmackDown. On Tuesday night. Yeah, last week. That? Yes. Sit in front row with a bunch of his buddies. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I thought he was on, like, uh, actually participated. Oh, no, no, no. Just there yeah. hanging out. Uh, so, I mean, from those four, I, I mean, I tend to agree with Chris. I feel like it's going to be Mojo anyway. But keep in mind, should Zack Ryder come back, and maybe this is just a storyline that gets dropped off and they never go back to, Mojo and Zack Ryder are supposed to be the number one contenders to the SmackDown tag titles. That's true. Uh, Steve, just want to add to an earlier point. In the three yes, Andre the Giant Battle Royals that have happened, none have been on the pre-show. 
Were any of them the first match on the card? No. Oh, maybe maybe it was just very early on. I was thinking it was, well, I stand corrected. Last That's okay. year, it was number 10 out of a 12-match card. Yeah, last year, I remember, it was definitely way further in. Mm-hmm. The year before, it was uh, second overall. There you go. Okay. Yeah, the that was the first a, one was uh, was later in the card too. It was um, it was four, so it was in the exact middle of the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was uh, two years ago that I was thinking when it was second. That was out in California. Yeah, when it was still bright and sunny outside. Yeah, that's why I was thinking it was so early. Of course, that whole show was bright and sunny for the most part. Uh, at any rate, so Justin, who you got? Uh, who you got winning this thing? I'm kind of thinking this will help bring in the year for this particular wrestler, and I'm I'm going Strowman. Oh. Steve, Steve, I got to interrupt again. It was on the pre-show that year. I'm sorry. Yeah, take that, sucker. That was the only <laughs> one, though. That was on okay. the pre-show. Uh-huh. That was one of the big show one, too. Oh, the first year. No, the second. The second first year. Second year. First year was Cesaro, then the big show, yeah. And I feel like if it's on the pre-show, then somebody who they don't have plans for is going to win. If it's on the kickoff show. Yeah. That makes sense. This could be the big show. Actually, you know what? In case this is Big Show's last WrestleMania, maybe he becomes the only two-time Andre the Giant Memorial uh, Battle Royal winner. I mean, but do we really need a two-time winner when we're only four times in after this WrestleMania? I don't know. It just seems like the largest guy ever should be. You got to reward the big man for losing weight. Come on. Yeah, he's not going to have his match with Shaq. I was watching an old Nitro the other day, and uh, he was—he's in the best shape he's ever been in. Honestly, I mean, oh, he was yeah, more athletic, fat, but uh, he's lower body fat. Mm, he might be more. He's still pretty athletic right now. Yeah, but it, when he was—it's more not that he's athletic; it's that he's more broken down. I can't imagine him doing. Oh, sure. <laughs> They'd have to reinforce the ring if they wanted to do that. Um, <laughs> okay, JBL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the Memorial Battle Royal. I do want to go to, real quick, because it's not on the card. One thing might maybe worth bringing up, in, and we talked about this beforehand, there's still been no mention of a SmackDown tag team uh, title match. Do we think that's going to make it to the card, or do we think that they're going to save it? I mean, already, as we look at this list, again, there will be a kickoff show, but there are 12 matches, including the Memorial Battle Royal. More than likely, for sure, we might as well talk about now, since it's not officially on the card, then we'll get into the official card. Uh, Triple H and Seth Rollins, we're still expecting that to get added. So then you're looking, if it's SmackDown tag titles and that, you have 14 matches. What do you guys think? You think they keep that? Do you think they just go one tag championship match, or we will see the SmackDown tag titles defended. I don't know. I was watching WrestleMania 20 today and it's four and a half hours long and there's like 17 matches on it. All right. So it's pretty it's much as fast or as slow as they want it to go. And they How are starting at seven o'clock is the actual WrestleMania start time. According to the tickets, the show starts at five thirty. and that, yeah. And that will be your kickoff show stuff. Well, that would be matches, Which- right? Um, eh, I don't know. 5.30 might be their WrestleMania pre-show, whatever. Not the kickoff show, but, you know, the, like the panel of people. And then and I'm thinking... The door's open in, uh, two hours before that. Well, then maybe. That's an awful lot. Last year, I just remember it being a bit too much. We sat there, I think it started at 5, and it went all the way till what, 11? Or We, we got in there late, too. <laughs> yeah. Of course, that was Central which, time, so I guess maybe here it was 6 to midnight or something. But Yeah. Which, Steve, you are f- kind of forgetting. Like, I mean, we did this last time where we need to 
kind of remind some listeners who maybe who probably didn't listen to the first one because it was four years ago, but of how <laughs> you two have gone to how many WrestleManias in a row now? Uh, will this be seven? Yes. I'm looking this at my our- cops right now. <laughs> <laughs> this will be our seventh WrestleMania together, Chris Clem and I, yes. So we and know what it's unlike, like from being on the inside. And unlike four years ago, I'm actually going, this will be my first WrestleMania. There you go. In sunny yeah. Orlando, Florida. Are you driving so the I'm, truck down? No, I'm not driving the truck down. <laughs> uh, is, that, uh, is that Big Daddy Cool Diesel? Is he coming yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know if they hired you for a surprise Kevin Nash entrance. There you go. Uh, only if, only if. I am driving down, though. Only because I want Whataburger. And I can get where, it in Jacksonville. Okay. I was like, where are you going to get Whataburger? It's, it, we had that in Dallas last year. Well, after Let's, after they they announced that it was going to be in Orlando, I happened to find that there was some in Jacksonville. I was like, oh, I'm just going to drive straight down and stop in. Let's get back to the wrestling topic. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I actually have an idea for the SmackDown tag uh, title match. Go, go ahead. Share that with us. So they were hinting on Talking Smack that Daniel Bryan's going to find a really good opponent for him. And people on the Internet with the, all the stuff with the Hardys are speculating it's going to be the Hardy boys in a surprise return. But my opinion is that this is finally going to be the big-time send-off for the Rock and Roll Express, and they're going to be going up against the Usos at WrestleMania. Oh, so you think it's going to be a squash match and the Rock and Roll Express are just going to get taken down? No, they're going to squash the Usos. Oh, that's not going to happen. how they used to do it back in the day in Florida. Those guys can barely move. They were, oh. on, uh, they were on Impact Wrestling for the final deletion. Are you telling me you can't get Ricky and Robbie out there just to pop the crowd one more time? You're out of your mind. You could, you could get them to pop the crowd, but I don't think they can do anything to win the match. Even if they can't wrestle, just the fact that you're watching guys in their 50s dressed like uh, hip guys from 1984, what is not entertaining about that? Everything's so, entertaining about that. So you're telling me you want a Rockers reunion, too? Well, bring, bring I want a new Rockers <laughs> reunion. Bring Marty Jannetty and Al Snow back. And then Shawn Michaels can manage them because he can't get in the ring. I'm, I am starting to think that uh, – I know one idea out there has been that the Hardys will return. And – as I say, this is uh, Mojo Rawley and Zack Ryder thing. I'm wondering how close is Zack Ryder to returning, and maybe that ends up being a deal. But no, I guess not if you have Mojo in the Battle Royal already. That could be a Tuesday night thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know how close he is to returning. He's got his own uh, true comeback story on YouTube now. That's right, Zack Daddy. I just think this would be an opportunity. Like maybe they could do like a uh, an open match. Like they have a triple threat for the Raw one. Why not have like American Alpha and then like an old uh, legend team? You know, the Rock and Roll Express only had short runs in WWF before. I don't, I don't know. There's worse ideas. I, I think. Well, it's interesting that you bring up American Alpha because I think maybe another fun idea would be the Usos are out there chatterboxing and saying they don't have anybody. Blah blah blah. And Mr. Kurt Angle makes his appearance and says they owe they owe American Alpha another shot. And then you have Kurt Angle and American Alpha's corner. You got to have a Kurt Angle American Alpha moment at WrestleMania, don't you think? I might be uh, different from you and Justin, but I'm I honestly don't think so because when I think of Kurt Angle, I just think of this uh, guy, this crazy guy, pilled out of his mind, doing a moonsault off the top of. TNA's cage and not like the guy from 15 years ago. So no, personally, don't I don't want to see him again. Well, hold on. 
we're not talking about the Hardy Boys and Jeff Hardy coming back. We're talking about Kurt Angle. Please don't get the two mixed up. <laughs> Did you watch any of those run? <laughs> they were pretty similar. <laughs> that that was the joke behind it of how when you describe it, it's kind gotcha. of Jeff Hardy at the at the same time. Jeff but, Hardy, I guess I could see them bringing him back because he's still relatively young compared to Kurt Angle. But either way, like Jeff Hardy last memory in, my, in the public consciousness isn't that match against sting where he came out so messed up that they had to shoot and sting pinned him without him knowing like kurt angle's last appearance on tv was close to that when he was still in the throes of his addiction i don't know i just would like to see him like in a coherent space on television before he gets that big mania moment but i also am the same guy who doesn't want to see hulk hogan come back at mania despite the fact that i have a hulk hogan t-shirt it's there's levels to it i guess i figure with kurt angle they can they can at least do some moment with him and american alpha it doesn't even have to necessarily be a spot because let's say that they happen to make this match at on SmackDown, so after we're recording this, because I I would figure we're gonna get a rematch for the titles at WrestleMania, and then the, like to congratulate out American Alpha if they win, you have Kurt Angle. So it's kind of like this moment that everybody wanted, and you have it at WrestleMania, and they can kind of possibly go a different route with it afterwards because there is speculation of who's gonna replace Fol- Mick Foley on Raw. Right, and that being one of the names. Well, I think it's time for Kurt Angle to join the legends, the pantheon of legends, who appear at WrestleMania backstage and do a goofy dancing segment, only to have Ron Simmons come out and say, "Damn." (laughs) There's like no, it's true. I'll tell you, you know what? what Yeah. (laughs) As we talk about Hall of Famers and people who are going to be inducted this year, I think we're missing the real opportunity. In that you have a tag team that makes its debut for the first time in WWE and challenges for the tag titles. And that tag team is none other than soon-to-be Hall of Famer, Diamond Dallas Page, and Carl Malone. Oh, man, that would be a dream come true. But I think Carl Malone's probably not <laughs> famous enough right now. Oh, he, he just got himself in the news because he said he, uh, you know, he, he would not the rest. <laughs> He's too busy texting ESPN studio hosts about how lazy players are nowadays. Right. And turning it into a ploy to, to be like the generic comic that says, support the troops, y'all. Because he was like, athletes don't work as hard as policemen, firefighters, or first responders, or soldiers overseas. Case closed. <laughs> All right. Well, since we're on the topic of tag team I titles, really, we're really off. I'm sorry. We you are. We talked okay. without me for a while. <laughs> well, since we're on the topic of tag team titles, uh, let's go to the Raw tag team title match that we know this is going to take place. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson take on Enzo and Cass and the team of Cesaro and Sheamus. Uh, these three teams have been intertwined for some time now, a couple months, really, probably further back than that, realistically, in one form or another. Uh, but all three of them have been going out at, at it for like the last couple months. Who do we see coming out in this one? Oh, I'm kind of going Enzo and Cass on this. You think this is their big moment? I think this is their big moment. I think they've held off for this for most of the year by not putting them in the title pitch, I think maybe for one particular run where they in that picture but other than that they've been away doing other stuff you have enzo with his thing with reset for a while and granted a couple injuries from enzo but i i 
seen it for months that this would be the moment. But also at the same time, I could easily see them give the win to Gallows and Anderson and have them retain at WrestleMania. So, but if if I were betting, end zone cast. If I had to bet, I'd say end zone cast. But if I was booking it, I would say, well, Gallows and Anderson have yet to really be entertaining like they can be. So let's try to get them over some more and then let them start doing some of their own stuff. Because their stuff they did on the Southpaw Regional Wrestling videos on YouTube actually convinced (laughs) me to go to KFC for the first time in like 13 years. And it was a horrible experience. So it'll probably be like 14 years I go to KFC again. So if you're ever in Chicago, do not go to the KFC in Uptown. It is trash. It is garbage. I have banned it from my life. And I've already sent a complaint to corporate. But they were funny on that. Too bad. I don't think he realizes, guys. Like that, that that's that wasn't them. They, they just kind of look like them. That's that's a territory from like the eighties. I feel like uh, that Tex <laughs> Ferguson guy stole Sex Ferguson's gimmick. Or did Sex Ferguson steal Tex Ferguson's gimmick? Or question. Or is was Tex Ferguson have to be put in the witness protection program so they changed his name to Sex Ferguson? No one would would have caught that. Yeah, he was over in Japan, so it could have easily slipped through the radar. Pretty sure it's Scotty Too Hot. He stole Chad Too Bad's gimmick. <laughs> I, I gotta say, if uh, anybody listening thought that looked stupid not to watch it, I personally enjoyed it, and my wife, who hates wrestling, was actually laughing at some of it. So it's pretty entertaining. Uh, I, yeah, I think this one is is probably this is finally Enzo and Cass's moment. I'm gonna tend to agree with you guys there. Although I do think that their popularity is kind of running off. The reason they got a big pop last week on Raw uh, was due to the fact that they were in their hometown. Um, yeah. It's not kind of running out, Steve. There's a clear it's, moment when it ran out, and that was when they did the corporate branding sketch for KFC where Enzo was talking about having sex with a bucket of chicken. That's, that's never going to uh, get somebody over. That's true. That could have been it. I'm still hoping for a, a real Bullet Club moment, which you know maybe we'll get. Maybe we see the return of Finn Balor here. Well, you know, that's besides the point. But uh, I mean, I could see Gallows and Anderson losing because of that. And and then them going into a storyline there, but we'll see. I think so. It sounds like we're all we're all thinking Enzo Cass here. I would say the safe bet is not on Cesaro and Sheamus doing anything, and I feel bad because I I feel like Cesaro, and even though I don't like him, Sheamus they have more to offer than what they're doing right now. Yeah, they're fun to watch. I like them together though. I'd like it better if they were an actual team instead of a guy who strips and then an Irish pirate. <laughs> Sure, that sounds good. Uh, <laughs> it's true. They don't look, they're like not a mismatched team. Like even uh, on SmackDown, they did it much better with Rhino and Heath Slater. Whereas they, I mean, I think Sheamus she- and Cesaro, if they're going to keep them together as a tag team, make them an actual tag team. That's fair. Uh, the next match we'll roll right into uh, that we have listed here is the Cruiserweight Championship. Neville and Austin Aries. And this could be a match that ends up on the kickoff show, unfortunately. Uh, Not if they know it's good for them. Because Austin Aries is so good. This is, I think this is a match that the cruiserweight division has been waiting for to happen, right? I think they introduced it to Raw, and people were on board at first, and then it just stalled out. But Neville versus Austin Aries, I mean, for... For wrestling fans who have only ever been about the WWF, if you've never really watched an Austin Aries, I think they're going to be in for a treat here at WrestleMania. 
I would agree with you 100%, Steve. In 2009, when I first got back into wrestling, uh, because everybody in my improv class watched it, uh, I went to an ROH show with my friend Woody in Detroit. Mm -hmm. I'd never seen ROH. I wasn't familiar with them. And the guy who was champion at the time was Austin Aries. And his match which I'm not always a fan of this kind of stuff, but his match at the end was like the best match I'd ever seen in person. And it ended with like three brain busters on the apron. And actually I, it's one of those things where if you see it once in a while, it's fun, but I actually don't like watching that style all the time. But the point is that guy stood out on a card with other guys who are now in the WWE, like Seth Rollins. And he was far and away the most entertaining guy in the entire show. And it's just, uh, I'm happy to see him get a shot at the big time because I think when they put him in with Neville, now they actually have two people with clear characters and actual entertaining personas and a reason to either root or cheer for them. Cause there's only like four guys in the whole division that even have a character. Yeah. And for the record, I do think that Neville probably retains in this just so that you have now have a rivalry that can sustain and kind of keep this cruiserweight division going. Did we lose Satan? Justin? <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm still here. It's just... Uh, He's so distraught over the cruiserweight the whole, division. No, the, uh, the cruiserweight division <laughs> is... The thing that I, I've always been just kind of weary about is just how... We're, one reason, it's not just characters. It's the fact of the reason why the cruiserweight division stood out in the first place years ago. And... Now it it just doesn't it does it's not as flashy anymore because everybody does it. You don't have to be a cruiserweight to do the, the stuff the cruiserweights do. And That's true. I would disagree though because there was some guys who were cruiserweights who were simply mat guys back in the '90s and who did not have all those flashy moves and they were still able to differentiate themselves and be more exciting. But I, I agree with your overall point. But what I'm saying is, like, then, less like, people elsewhere on the card were doing the things that they were doing. And now it's 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 all over the card. You can look at how many other people elsewhere in other matches, like, kind of f- wrestle that cruiserweight style. You have well, some of Seth the, Rollins certainly does. Uh, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles. Well, Chris the problem Jer- isn't they're, they're wrestling the cruiserweight style. The thing is, if this was 20 years ago, they would be cruiserweights because they're yes. all under 225. They had right. to lower the, the weight requirement, whether it's the fake weight requirement because they could be whatever they say they are. And back in the day, it was still 225. Yeah, at this point, it's 205. I mean, yeah, you're right. Because AJ Styles would be a cruiserweight right now. AJ Styles would be, Chris Jericho would be, Seth Rollins would be, Dean Ambrose would be, uh, Finn Balor would be. And we could go on and on throughout the whole card. Right. You had that Daniel Bryan rising above everything, and that really, I mean, that's what threw everything off. Now now it's anybody can win a title. And that's why you have 175-pound Finn Balor doing it. And then being broken down. Also, the purple ropes and all that stuff, it's not helping. <laughs> 205 Live, baby. But I mean, like back on Nitro, okay, so they'd introduce a segment and then you'd see like Viano 4 coming into the ring against Dean Malenko. They didn't pause the show so they could change the ring ropes or anything. They just treated it as part of the show. And I feel like it limits them more when they're like, oh, purple ropes, come on. It conditions the audience to not care as much. Very true. Very true. Who do you guys have winning this though? I was going to go Austin Aries until you mentioned about, you know, Neville 
you're winning to keep the rivalry because at, at the same time, when I was trying to figure out who's going to win, like, so it's a championship matches at WrestleMania, like, not every belt is going to change hands. Like, almost every match like that, people are like, oh, we're going to get a new champion here, a new champion here. So uh, I think you do see Neville winning, but I don't see this being over between the two. I, I think Austin Aries is going to win because they've got to do something. I mean, Neville's done a great job getting momentum. You could have Aries win. It'd be a big moment at WrestleMania, and then Neville could come back, and there's a lot you could do with it. But, I I mean, I prefer having the babyface chase the title, but uh, that doesn't seem to be WWE's style ever. So I'm still going to say Aries wins. All right. We will go on to uh, the next one we have listed here is what we're looking at. He's, they're calling it, uh, I, I got to think of the exact name here, but it's the SmackDown women's title. Becky Lynch will be defending it. In, oh, as, Alexa essentially, Bliss. Alexa I'm sorry, Bliss. I'm sorry, Alexa yeah. Bliss will be defending it. Uh, I was going to say not a, not against a Becky Lynch one-on-one, but uh, the Invitational is what they're going to call this, the SmackDown Women's Championship Invitational. So you have Becky Lynch, Natalia, Mickey James, Carmella. That's all we know so far. I, I mean, I don't know. It's not exactly a ton of women on the SmackDown card, but uh, is this just they don't know what to do with Alexa Bliss? I think it's more that Naomi got hurt and they had to change their plans. And it's also a way to get more uh, wrestlers on the card. But so you're, you you're going to have a multi-person match somewhere, so this was their opportunity for it. At, at this point, though, Chris, Naomi got hurt uh, a month and a half ago, almost two months by the time we come to WrestleMania. So in that time frame, we're talking about writing staffs that change shows on the fly each and every week. I mean, they couldn't come up with something? I mean, I don't think it was quite that long ago because it was the middle of February because um, it was at elimination chamber but i mean if you had something planned it was probably going to be the same thing anyways because all the the rumors were that they were contacting all these former women to come in for a match at wrestlemania well we think sorry that's an unsatisfying answer but i mean (laughs) they don't really seem to give that much thought to it so yeah i can't believe that they're just like well just put it back on alexa bliss and we'll just do the same thing do we do you think that we see either alexa bliss retain one of these women or do we get some sort of surprise maybe somebody coming up from nxt or an older name coming back and winning this i think i have no idea who will win i'd like to see mickey james win but that's just my personal preference i have no idea i guess becky lynch yeah that's kind of my thought was you you put it back to becky lynch and let her carry the division you also do have the option of the the others and i I still think you could see Naomi come back. They've, I don't know how much the injury was legit. Like maybe they just had to like throw her off TV to make sure just in case she could make it to WrestleMania or not. But that others thing is what gets me. She could be one. I would love to see the route either, especially if she won Eva Marie. Cause now there's, a, there's an interesting name of somebody who can come back. Cause she, it, which I don't even remember. She's been gone for so long. Which uh, roster was she supposed to be on? Smackdown. Smackdown. She is Smackdown for sure, right? She's gone since yes. before SummerSlam. Man. So yeah, she got suspended used her right spot for Nikki's surprise return. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so, I want to say shout out to Alexa Bliss, former University of Akron uh, student. <laughs> there it is. Keep doing big things. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe we do see all red everything winning the all blue title. Uh, that would be interesting. 
Actually, I'm changing from Mickey James. I want Alexa Bliss to win because this is the first time I've ever been at a wrestling match where I can chant "Go Zips." <laughs> go Zips, go! Yeah, all right, all right. Chris Clem going Alexa Bliss. Uh, I, I'm saying Becky Lynch. Justin Summers says others. I think Becky Lynch will probably win, but I got to cheer for Columbus's own. You know, she went to Akron. I would. I would also like to see Natalia win, though. Even if they gave her the... Of course he would. (laughs) Just move on to the next question. That's like (laughs) me saying, I want Booker T to match. Like, of course you do. But I'm not saying that as a fan. I'm saying that as sometimes WWE does do this. Like, I was about to say, give her the Zack Ryder treatment. Hey, you're champion WrestleMania moment, SmackDown, and it's gone. Well, I I love Zack Ryder, but at one point, Natalia was actually legitimately super over and uh, they screwed it up. She should be above getting a pity win at WrestleMania. Oh, agreed. Maybe, yeah, this is this is going to be one of those that's going to be in the air. And I think probably, as we've said, we're recording this ahead of the go-home shows for uh, Raw and SmackDown. We may get a better idea of who is involved in this match. Uh, next match on the list, also SmackDown, it is the Intercontinental title match between Dean Ambrose and Baron Corbin, a rivalry that uh, began really at Elimination Chamber. For those who don't recall, Baron Corbin gets eliminated by Dean Ambrose, decides he's not going to exit the Elimination Chamber, and just destroys Dean Ambrose within there, causing him to then quickly get pinned by somebody else. And then he finally exits the chamber, and that has been a back and forth ever since. Uh, Who we got, guys? Is this Baron Corbin's coronation in his first title? I personally do not like Baron Corbin because... Uh, he wears, this is going to be like the only time me and Triple H ever agree on something. <laughs> <laughs> he wears these shirts that are cut off and it shows the facts that he has absolutely no lats whatsoever. And he looks like somebody made it like uh, a Ken doll and gave him bigger arms and he has zero back muscles whatsoever. And it, I can't, I can't support that. So Triple H, I'm on your side. I don't like Baron Corbin's look. He's got traps. He's got traps, but he doesn't have lats. <laughs> He's got the skinniest upper body, like, width-wise. Like, Jamie Noble has had huge lats back in the day. And I'm not saying he's not strong, and I know it doesn't matter. But when I see him, like, he needs to either change his outfit or something. All right. My, so- my, my, hold on. My thing with Corbin is whenever he cuts a promo. There's two people in WWE right now. We'll get to the other one later. Whenever they cut a promo, I just go, I like what you're saying, but how you're saying it is so cringeworthy. Okay. I would agree. He's he's like, I, I'm talking smack and stuff. He'll be co- somewhat entertaining, but then when he gets on camera, like he seems to have a, the same level of comfort as Big Cass uh, on camera. And it's like, come on, man. If you got stage fright, you should be over it by now. I don't think it's a stage fright thing. It's... I think the way I've said it, like he has, he has a lot of potential, but he has zero charisma. Yeah, I guess they could lean into it. You know, he could be like the big mean Lance Storm. Although I thought Lance Storm had a lot of charisma, he just wasn't entertaining in the way that they normally like their guys to be. Yeah, I mean Baron Corbin's big thing coming up in NXT, if you remember, is people started counting how quickly his matches were, uh, and and that's what really got him the push there at that point. Obviously, you make it to the main card. You're not doing that anymore. You know, it was very Goldberg-esque, I guess, so to speak. Um, and, and now, but I think he could do, 
he's a guy, obviously, we've seen him. He can do more than Goldberg could at that point in Goldberg's career. But maybe it's I mean, like charisma. I don't know. Yeah, for the for the Internet fans, sure. But uh, I, I've yet to see him give Scott Steiner a gorilla press slam uh, with 10 lifts in the middle of it. <laughs> Very true. Um, yeah, I don't know. Something tells me, though, that this is going to be Baron Corbin's uh, coronation. I think he, I think he wins the IC title. He's technically sound, but you know what would be even better if they just said this lone wolf character sucks. We're scrapping it. Uh, this looks like Brendan Easley's wet dream of being a professional wrestler, and it's not working for anybody. So instead, what an inside uh, reference! <laughs> <laughs> it's true if you know him. This is like the character he would have developed, and uh, he's a Golden Gloves winner, right? Why don't we right. put him? in a, a boxing gear and give him a boxing gimmick and he could be like a guy from Mike Tyson's punch out and come to the ring and try to box everybody instead of wrestle them. I, I would personally find that very entertaining. They should have a boxing tournament, have him <laughs> win it. And I don't know what they call it uh, to top of my head, just for rhyming purposes, they call it brawl for all. This and is, uh, this is amazing. And have him do that. What do you think? Is that a great idea? I, I think what have- they, Oh, so then he gets knocked out by Butterbean. I think it's a good idea. If they need a theme for it, I think they can do a nice remix to the the Rodney Mac theme. I think okay. it'd be like that. That would be like so badass for this. Like, what just the the brawl 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 Yeah, yeah. Just that would probably bring so much intensity to it. Do you guys think they could get like old wrestlers who are good at boxing, like Mark Merrow, for it? Oh, I think you would have to. You got uh, what, what was uh. Mr. Ass's former tag team partner, not not oh, just not Road oh, Dog, but Bart Gun. Bart, Bart Gun. Oh yeah, him. he had a heavy punch. Put him in there. Yeah, you know who'd be really good, and I think if he was still alive, it would have been made for him. And that's Doctor Death, Steve Williams. They oh, could, he's sure. such a tough guy. He would probably win it, and they could put him in a big angle afterwards. There you go. So, so who do you guys have winning this IC title match? I have Baron Corbin. I have Baron Corbin, but I just can't buy him as a monster. He just comes across as like uh, the bully in a teen uh, comedy movie. He doesn't actually seem oh like a God. scary guy. What? No, that's true. Like, I never thought about it like that, but oh my God. That that's exactly what he, what he is. That's that is why he's not is. working. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going with Corbin to um, start the Baron Corbin streak at 2-0. He needs to have his dad, they need to bring his dad into the show, and he needs to be a rich guy with a Corvette, and he gives Baron his car to drive to the ring. Well, okay. <laughs> the uh, the next... He should have Alex Riley's old gimmick with the Letterman jacket. <laughs> you see how they, need well do, they need to do something with that hair. Great, he has long hair, but you're not fooling anybody. We see that hairline. Either he could shave it off and go full horseshoe Hulk Hogan style. He could be like the Horace Hogan gimmick, but actually work it. Like he could be, that's what they should do. They bring back Hulk Hogan. We all know he's racist. We all know his son killed a guy in a car accident, right? So he likes fast cars. You put him up in an angle against Apollo Crews. Baron Corbin's like, my dad and I finally reconnected after all these years. He shaves his, his hairline, so he's got the horseshoe long hair. Hulk Hogan comes in. He's like, man, I'm so proud of you. We're going to teach this black guy what's up. He gives him a sports car, and he drives it to the ring. It's it's money. Book it right now. The only way I want to see Hulk Hogan and Apollo Crews involved is if you never once reference Apollo's last name and only call Hulk Hogan Thunderlips the entire time. 
<laughs> that could work. That's what I want. That, that should be Hulk Hogan is never coming back to WWE, but Thunderlips, the ultimate male, is. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to the next match. It is a mixed tag team match uh, with a total divas spin. So clearly this one is a reality TV show focused, trying to get that over much more so than the talent, unfortunately. But it could be a fun match. You I have- think it's done a great job. The, it's just a problem when only half the talent is good at getting other people over. Right. You have John Cena and Nikki Bella, who will be taking on the married couple, The Miz and Maurice, the it couple, as it were. Uh, this, again, a SmackDown match. Uh, I mean, John Cena and Nikki going over here, guys? Is it, is it that obvious or, or no? I mean, it's WrestleMania. It's John Cena, right? John Although Cena. The Miz did get, beat him once. <laughs> the thing is, is I get, like, whatever. It's helping promote the show, and John Cena and Nikki are a couple, and they're doing a match together. But, like, I, I don't know anything about their inner workings, but just based on the way he acts on TV, this is the last thing on earth John Cena wants to be doing. And it makes him look bad, in my opinion. Because you got The Miz and Maurice trying their hardest to get people interested, and then John Cena comes out and does the same promo he's done 500 times against insert random opponent X here. And it doesn't help that Nikki is a terrible actress herself you know what (laughs) (laughs) see that's the thing that's uh that's the thing she said everything from like she told her sister she wants to die in the womb whatever she was like you should have died in the womb like oh man what a burn you know why (laughs) oh you could uh, going back to the match, you could say whatever you want about the John Cena promo, but the only thing is, is he always gets the same promo thrown back at him. It's almost always the same story. Just they, I don't know, the wrestler they're going up against or whatever. Like they want always to have that narrative with Cena. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's probably a WWE thing. Like, oh, if we talk about the stuff, why they boo him, they're not going to boo him because we're self-aware then. But it's much more believable when the person saying it is The Miz, because nobody is better at what he does right now in the WWE, I believe, than The Miz in terms of character work. I agree 100 percent. It makes much more sense that he would be jealous of John Cena than AJ Styles would be jealous of John Cena. Yeah, Mm -hmm. though for Miz to blame Cena for everything that happened at their last WrestleMania match, I mean, that's kind of complete bullshit, but hey. Yeah, but when did he really he, say that? But, 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 uh, not that long ago. Well, you're, you're bringing in your own personal take on it. Well, I'm talking explicitly in the text of his promos. I'm talking about it too. Well, what They've did he ta- say? They've, I've watched every segment because The Miz is my personal favorite mm-hmm. on WWE now, and I don't remember them ever explicitly saying, like, obviously they're hinting at it, but, uh, I don't know. Well, you're, they're hinting at it. I, I don't remember exactly what, but I know like the whole, everything from the last WrestleMania had been brought up. But granted, you can't blame the person that's actually default because, hey, they're suing you. Well, <laughs> well how is, who's at fault for that? For everything that happened at the last WrestleMania or after the last WrestleMania? Which how WrestleMania? Are you talking about WrestleMania 32? 27. Yeah, oh, I, what is oh, but he won, he won that. that. Mm-hmm. Miz got that win. But it's everything that happened afterwards. So what, six months later, remember, Miz was fired, quote-unquote? 
Right. Yeah, and you can't... Storyline-wise, yeah, blame Cena. Real life-wise, you don't blame him, you blame CM Punk. Wait, well, how is it CM Punk's fault? I'm totally lost here. I've always blamed Punk for it because Punk openly said that like he was pissed that Miz got that spot, and basically he took the spot from him, showed that he was better. And can we? Can I set one thing straight? I don't care if he blocks me on Twitter. Somehow this gets to him. CM Punk was nowhere near as over in 2011 as he thinks he was. That Nexus storyline <laughs> was a dud. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, it was, and he should have been. He was lucky to be against Randy Orton at that WrestleMania, based on how that storyline had cratered once he joined it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's not look back and act like he was some hot heel at the time, because by the time Royal Rumble rolled around, it was dying a painful death. Fair point. Uh, (laughs) I think, obviously, for me, the best storyline that you could have had would have been, and obviously they weren't going to do it, The Miz and suddenly Daniel Bryan is cleared to wrestle. You know, it's funny that they have this Seth Rollins is going to be able to sign a waiver that says, I'm okay. If I get hurt, I won't sue the company. If they just could have found a way to do that storyline with Daniel Bryan for one night, I mean, after almost a a year buildup of The Miz and Daniel Bryan would have been fantastic. I think uh, since the way they haven't done it on their actual programming, but on like Talking Smack, I feel instead of John Cena proposing after the match, I just feel like this is going to be Daniel Bryan comes down the ring and just kicks the crap out of him. Yep. Out of the Miz? Yeah. Like maybe John Cena is even John Cena gives him the AA and then all of a sudden he's doing you can't see me. And then Daniel Bryan's music hits and he hits the ring and he does all the yes kicks. And then him and the Bellas and John Cena all celebrate at the ring. I don't know. A great swerve would be for him to do it to John Cena, but <laughs> it would be. And then have Daniel Bryan and his side together, but I don't. I don't you think know, that would happen. But it would be. But it would be hilarious. That would be the only way I would be interested in a heel general manager again is if they did it with Daniel Bryan and he was like helping out the Miz at every turn. That would actually be interesting instead of Stephanie McMahon and Triple H for the five thousandth time. Yeah, and the only reason that the Miz has been doing Daniel Bryan stuff the entire time is because Daniel Bryan has been working with him. <laughs> That would actually, that would be the first like real swerve that would even make sense because you could go back and be like, logically speaking, it would fit with everything that's happened and why they've never had a physical confrontation about it. Well, you know, bro, we're not there. That's not how it goes. We're not a part (laughs) of creative. I know. I'm not trying to fantasy book it, but Justin, that was, that would be such a great idea. So, uh, in terms of the finish, though, we all have John Cena, Nikki Bella, right? That would be correct. I, I don't, I don't see John Cena losing very often, if ever, on TV, let alone WrestleMania. And considering he lost to The Miz in 27, I can guarantee it is not happening again. <laughs> this is the, this is the one moment I will ever say he got a feel for John Cena, though, right? His revenge match of losing at WrestleMania to The Miz, he gets that revenge by winning a match with his girlfriend. <laughs> What if that was what they did in WCW back in the day? It was Hulk Hogan and Linda Hogan versus the Warrior and the Disciple in a mixed tag match instead of Hogan versus the Warrior. Would have been great. Would have been great. Uh, Next match we'll go to is finally from Raw, and this is a storyline that it's probably been the best told build on the entire card. Uh, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens 
for the United States Championship, currently held by Chris Jericho, the former best friends. What do you guys think here? I I know I honestly have no idea because there's a lot of things you could do. Like last year, I thought for sure AJ Styles would beat Chris Jericho, and he lost to Chris Jericho, which makes me think Chris Jericho is going to lose. But Chris Jericho loses all the time. It depends on if he's still going to have another run. And frankly, any ending could be satisfying the way they do it here. I will throw this in there. Uh, he just recently announced a Fozzie World Tour for 2017. Well, I figured yeah. as much, but I, I guess I mean <laughs> if he comes back after that for like next right. WrestleMania. Uh, I did hear this kind of fun fact that the last successful title defense for the U.S. championship was like WrestleMania 23, I want to say. can't remember which, which one it was, but it was by Chris Benoit. So on the likelihood, it might not happen. Just going by those stats, I think it is more likely you do have Kevin Owens win and Chris Jericho does disappear after, especially after Raw. And then he goes and does Fozzie for a while. Yeah, I think you also have Kevin Owens win because if you're looking at this big picture, right? Goldberg probably not holding on to, I mean, we'll get to that later. But whether it's Goldberg or Brock Lesnar, let me just say that. And if the Universal Championship is going to be the land of heavyweights, so to speak, and you do want something long term with Kevin Owens down the road, You've got to protect him. If you put the U.S. championship on him now, you don't have to insert him into that world. As long as he's holding on to a title, nobody's going to be sitting there wondering, oh, well, when's the Goldberg-Kevin Owens rematch? Or when does Kevin Owens get his shot back at the title? Will be against Brock Lesnar or whoever the case may be down the road. So this kind of helps him there for not taking, not getting uh, multiple matches under a minute. Mm-hmm. I, um, is... Entertaining as Kevin Owens was when he first uh, debuted in WWE and as much potential as I think he has, the character that he has been for the last seven months is just doing him no favors. And the storyline is awesome, but I think you're right. And they should rebuild him as a much more serious guy as opposed to somebody who wins basically because his sidekick cheats in every match. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved the best friends. That was my favorite thing. I didn't, I almost didn't want that to end. But where they're, what they're doing with Kevin Owens now is he's becoming much more of the Kevin Owens from really when he even debuted in NXT. And and that's what that's what uh, got everybody. Into or really it. when he first turned on El Generico. Yes, <laughs> that's that too. Um, so I guess we all have Kevin Owens winning this one. Mm-hmm. All right. No, no extra thoughts, Justin. No, I just kind of said of the, the whole stat thing, and I think that Kevin Owens wins. I think Steve Guy brought up a great point of the fact of, you know, this gets Kevin Owens away from the whole I need to rematch thing because I think post-WrestleMania, and I'm talking about for the Universal title, I think that after WrestleMania you'll have another former Universal champion possibly kind of want his title back, but we'll wait on that conversation for later. Uh, but, but, yeah, I, I, I love Kevin Owens and uh, KO Mania too, baby. <laughs> All right. Our next match is uh, ladies. It is the fatal four-way match for the Raw Women's Championship. You have your champion, Bailey taking on Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, and now, as of last Monday's Raw, Nia Jax entered into this equation. Uh, I mean, for me, guys, I, as much as people aren't behind her, I, I feel like this is where they go Nia Jax, and now she's just the big bruiser in the women's division. I actually totally agree. 
that's the way I've seen it going. And I think, I think regardless, whoever comes out of this shouldn't drop the title to SummerSlam just because we had a, a such a period of time where it was going back and forth. Hot a lot of back and forth. Yeah. And then Bailey ended up getting it. So it's kind of like, okay. And even we didn't have that much of a title reign for Charlotte's last title reign. Yeah, Not it was, she needs it. But yeah, just kind of like hop around. It's like, okay, let's get on someone and keep it there. It's almost like, hey, we get it. You eventually want Charlotte to be the 16-time women's champion. <laughs> I'm going to go against you guys, and I'm going to say Bailey is going to retain it. You think so? I and think then, so. I'm very confident. And while I do think uh, Nia Jax has potential, she's, uh, she seems like a very nice person, which is a problem for her character. Yeah, and I, look, I don't think that Nia Jax is there yet, but I just think that this is the this is the thinking, this is the way of the WWE. Oh, she's she's they a big indominating. Let's let's throw this on her. But I, I what I like about your point, Chris, is I could see this setting up a probably a heel turn for Sasha Banks going mm-hmm. back to being the boss for real, and you seeing finally the Bailey Sasha Banks feuding. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I think would make the most sense, and honestly, Nia Jax, uh, they should have kept going with what they did with Braun Strowman, which really got him over. And I feel like they stopped doing the squash matches just a little bit too soon, because uh, not even like her in ring work. It's just she tries when she looks mean. It just it, it just I'm like I feel like you're a good person and you're not coming across like a badass but she's Samoan (laughs) but I watch Bailey and I see all the kids get so excited I'm like wow I I love this character she seems really positive and all the kids love it and the fact is more than Sasha Banks who's supposed to be the good guy I feel that way probably about Nia Jax the second most which isn't a (laughs) good thing for her being a monster that's fair I've always felt, though, some of the nicest people can be some of the best villains in professional wrestling. They like can. The, look look at Roddy Piper. Yeah, they uh, absolutely can. I was actually looking no further than just the last match we mentioned. Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen is a very nice guy. Granted, you could, could easily get on his bad side because he gives no shit sometimes. But, but isn't that more of an argument? Like, she could get there. She's just not there yet. Yeah. I think There's she, no reason she can't be a badass, mean person, but I'm saying she's not doing a good job at it yet. Mm-hmm. She's being a Corbin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. She's the Baron she, Corbin of the women's division, yes. She, she would be the, a bully in high school as well. <laughs> <laughs> no word if she has lats. Uh, I'm sorry, but if you're going to wear a shirt that okay. cut off, I can't help it. I'm just like, this guy is no back. For a guy who's supposed to be a monster, I should. It's wrestling is visual, you know. And uh, if you're supposed to be a big monster and you don't look imposing, I can't buy it. It doesn't help with his hair and all that stuff, too. Yeah. So before we get to uh, the last four, I want to throw this in here because we kind of talked about it earlier, but not really. Uh, the anti treatment center. Oh, wrong. wrong uh, yeah. <laughs> wrong podcast. Uh, what? Th- don't worry. It's a sponsor for a podcast that I'm on. Uh, Seth Rollins Triple H. Just want to throw this one in there now because we kind of alluded to it. We know that it's going to happen. Um, finally, the storyline gets the the climax it deserves, I guess, so to speak. Where do you you guys have somebody winning that in particular? Is this Triple H again going over on, at WrestleMania, or does Seth Rollins stand a chance? Why wouldn't Why wouldn't Triple H win? Does, because does Sting the- comes back to help him. <laughs> 
comes back oh, to help, help help Seth Rollins or help Triple H. Sting comes back <laughs> with the Seth Rollins statue that he destroyed in a dumpster. <laughs> I mean, the NWO came back to help Sting. Why not Sting come help Seth Rollins here? The the moment I would love to see for this match, but I don't know if we're going to see it because the the other two participants are elsewhere on the card. Is you have the Shield reform? Yeah, help that's, beat Triple H. That's what I want too. I think it's interesting that WWE's top uh, card is so incestuous that one of Seth Rollins' biggest opponents was a one-off match with Sting. Because besides that, it's just been, what, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, and Triple H? The entire run he's had? Yep. Mm -hmm. I think that's accurate, actually. Uh, No, he had actually a match with Lesnar. Oh, okay. He did have one with Lesnar. He's probably made less appearances overall than that one month Sting was featured on Raw. Yeah, he had the match with Lesnar, but somebody ended up interfering in that, and I don't remember how that went down. He had a down. match with Balor, but they didn't really have a storyline besides trying to get him right. a champion. Mm-hmm. And then he injured Balor so that he could not be a champion. Um, yeah, I guess that's easy enough. It's a fun storyline, but we all say Triple H there. Actually, no, Seth Rollins has to win. You think Rollins wins? Well, of course he's not going to pick Triple H. No, Triple H will probably win because I can see him back there rubbing his chin, being like, uh, "Dad, uh, I feel like uh, he's not ready for the spot." Well, don't forget, and maybe this is a name we didn't mention with the Battle Royal as a possible winner. Uh, Triple Doesn't H win. has Samoa Joe in his pocket, right? What if Seth Rollins has the Samoa Joe exterminator in his back pocket and Scott Steiner shows up? <laughs> is, is he still banned from WWE events? How much he probably is, uh, but I don't know because he threatened to kill Hulk Hogan's wife and he's banned from WWE too. <laughs> you know, what I could also see happening in this match though is Finn Balor has been at live events at some point now. Seth Rollins is to blame for Finn Balor being put out. Forget Samoa Joe for a second, even though he's there. Why not finally have the raw formation of the Bullet Club and, or as they've been calling it, the Balor Club, and the three of them just take out Seth Rollins? That would only be appropriate if you have, like I was saying, the free formation of the Shield, and then we have the match. Yes, then you'd have to have the Shield come assist Seth Rollins, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I would say that's a bad idea for the simple fact that they have a really hard time getting uh, fan favorite characters uh, actually to um, actually to be fan favorite characters uh, without the crowd crapping on them. So why would you take one of your few guys with potentials and make him a heel? Because they need to have heels. But they and, have plenty. And it's very difficult it's- to make Finn Balor a heel. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but they have so many already. They don't have enough baby yeah, faces. That's true. That's true. Finn Balor, uh, the thing is about Finn Balor is he has money written all over him. Yeah, he could be like, this is going to be a weird comparison because mm-hmm. I don't mean style-wise, but he could be like Jeff Hardy where like the girls go crazy for him and the guys still like him too because when I started watching wrestling again, uh, John Cena would be on Raw and everybody would boo him and I'd be like, oh, okay, so I guess John Cena's not very popular. And then I'd read on the internet, that's just how they feel about all the, the babyface characters. And then I'd watch SmackDown, and every person in the building would go nuts for Jeff Hardy. So uh, it turns out John Cena is a different dilemma altogether. It's not just because it's cool to boo the babyface characters. And I feel like Finn Balor could be like Daniel Bryan or Jeff Hardy, and everybody would cheer for him. Very true. And also, hey, maybe we have some Mick Foley action in that match. You never know. That would be interesting. That's actually very possible, too. 
just getting, uh, just getting fired and with the whole right. unsanctioned thing, that's actually a perfect way to wrap that up. That's a good point. I didn't even think about all the fact that all these people could interfere because it's an unsanctioned match. Yeah. It's a shame they can't wear like old school street fight clothes because that's Dean Ambrose's regular ring outfit <laughs> and and Luke Harper's. Yeah. yeah, at least Luke Harper. I sorry, I hate not to be like Vince McMahon brainwashed, but I hate the fact that Dean Ambrose dresses the way he does, and I hate the way Sami Zayn dresses when he comes to the ring. And I'm sorry, Baron Corbin does not look intimidating, even if he is legit badass boxer. The uh, the end. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next okay, match. Oh. <laughs> Our next match is we approach uh, the final four that we know of. Um, this is kind of a, a semi headliner for uh, SmackDown. Their feature match, if you will, Fe- and features two of my favorite people in the last fifteen years in wrestling: Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles. Uh, I think that they've done. A fun job telling this story. I loved a few weeks ago at the end of SmackDown, and they end up showing it on Talking Smack. AJ Styles in Gorilla. You never really see Gorilla, but they have AJ Styles back there. You see the Road Dog, Michael Cole, Michael P.S. Hayes all back there and having to Scott Armstrong, these two. Billy Scott Kidman, Fit yes. Finley, Jamie Noble. Uh, it, there was it, a ton of guys back there. It felt realistic because they pulled back that curtain so much. Uh, I mean. Does, does Shane get his WrestleMania win, or does AJ Styles finally get his first WrestleMania win? No, oh, this AJ is Styles has to win. Yeah, this is an AJ Styles win. Shane McMahon. A lot of times his feuds aren't about him winning; it's about making whoever he's going up against look good. And you're going to see Shane McMahon jump AJ. off. But what I'm you saying know. is, Shane McMahon is going to do a crazy fucking stunt, and you're never going to forget it. That's fair. And then lose. Uh, I think Shane. The people on the internet when I look are all complaining about Shane and uh, what is AJ Styles against Shane McMahon and the people who aren't on the internet who actually could help increase their revenue because they're not already spending all their money on their product. They're like, Oh man, Shane McMahon, that was crazy last year when he jumped off the cell against undertaker. I, I wonder what he'll do with AJ Styles. It's like uh, they forgot. They're not trying to appeal to the people who already spend uh, most of their money on the product. Yeah, and the one the thing I was going to say is the thing is with AJ Styles is he spent this whole year in fantastic wrestling matches and feuds, and he's going to spend the rest of this year be, having fantastic wrestling matches and feuds. This isn't about a wrestling match or a feud. It's going to be about spots that look um, look just like you were saying, like people saying, "Oh my God." Remember when he did that? Or, oh, do you remember back when we watched wrestling before and Kurt Angle threw Shane McMahon into that that glass plate and it didn't break and he did it again? Yeah, that's 100% it. I did a podcast. That was King of the Ring. Yeah, yeah King of the Ring 2001. I, I did a podcast with uh, Craig Lindahl from Waiting for Next Year. It was about the Cavs. But at the end of the podcast, he wanted to talk about WrestleMania, and he watched it. He hadn't watched wrestling in ages, and he watched it just to see The Undertaker versus Shane McMahon. And all he wanted to talk about was how crazy it was that Shane dropped off the cell. Like, people actually 
when they hear the name like Shane McMahon or Goldberg or whatever, a name they haven't heard in a long time, they might actually watch it for that. And Shane will do something absolutely insane. So I'm sorry, guy with the, the NWA gold belt, uh, not the big gold belt, but the glow belt on his uh, calf muscle wrapping around like this is not for you. So shut up. The, the one thing that I heard and it was great, I don't remember the show, it was on WWE Network. It was whoever this podcast guy was, was hosting it. Uh, JBL. To the table with Peter Rosenberg. Yes, there you go. Peter Rosenberg. That's who it was. Uh, JBL and Corey Graves sitting there. And Corey Graves said, I mean, AJ Styles could have a great match with anyone. And Shane McMahon's not necessarily at his level. You know, Why would you put him there? And JBL basically said, what did you just say, Corey? He's like, well, AJ Styles can have a great match with anybody. And he's like, and that's exactly it. Because if you want Shane McMahon to be a part of it, oh, you know, as you look at it, Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker had the names, and that was going to be enough. And you threw in hell in the cell, you know, with it. Mm-hmm. You want Shane McMahon involved in a storyline for WrestleMania that it's going to end up resulting in a match. Uh, well, who can help carry Shane McMahon in a match in 2017? The guy who could carry a match and make it look amazing with anybody on this planet. You know, one of the three of us could be in a match with AJ Styles and people will think it's a good match because AJ Styles will just sell or do whatever he can. And everyone will be like, oh, my God, that's just who he is. It's going to be a fun match. Not only that, but AJ Styles' character is in a position where, you know, even though it would be obvious he would win because of how great he is, people that are, like, really tuned into the product uh, or obsessive fans, they don't know who's going to win because it's like, will the WWE royalty actually lose to the the Prince of TNA at WrestleMania? Yeah. I think it's kind of weird because I feel like we had that same conversation four years ago with, I think we were talking about Cena Rock. In the first one, and we were talking about predictability with fans and how it was so like we you talk to one group of fans and they'd be like, oh, I, I seen that coming. But another group of fans would be like, I didn't see that coming. So like, what is it? It's just, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, I had, it was a shock being there in Miami. I think Steve will agree. It was a shock when Cena lost to The Rock, almost as big as when The Undertaker lost. Yeah, but a different kind of shock. There was definitely elation when he won because you were in Miami and because it was The Rock. But yeah. I don't think anybody right. really thought John Cena was going to lose because yeah, that was before I, they knew they had another match signed already. Right. I think everybody thought that this is the past. That was the passing of the torch was going to be at that moment. And The Rock loses to John Cena, shakes his hand. That's the end of their little um, verbal back and forth. And there you go. Uh, you're right. And keep in mind, this is another one where Daniel Bryan could be involved because he's been slightly involved in this storyline as well as the SmackDown GM. Could be plenty of tricks here. And we don't know, is there a stipulation or a gimmick to this match, did they say? Because remember, AJ Styles was fired. And Shane McMahon McMahon basically said, nope, he's not fired, so I can beat his ass at WrestleMania. As of now, it just says singles match. Yeah. I think this would be a good chance for the club in the Mean Street Posse to mix it up a little bit. I mean, who wouldn't love that? I would I would absolutely love it. Pete Cass and Rodney running down. And because you're at WrestleMania, and they're all going to be there. Why not? As of right now, Shane McMahon has a 2-1 WrestleMania record. There you go. Who, what's who do you, uh, What's his record? Lost to The Undertaker? Who did he beat? X-Pac at 15? X-Pac, yeah. And uh, Vince, was that at WrestleMania? Oh, yeah, 17. Yeah, Vince. And then, uh, just by comparison, his father is 0-4. It's an interesting 
that they didn't force feed a WCW WWE narrative into this one because it's just begging for it. The guy who from WCW they didn't sign, and the guy whose storyline ran WCW. Maybe AJ yeah. Styles. The day of the show, they'll build it all up against this actually well constructed storyline, and then the day of the show they'll tell us it's all about how WCW sucks and AJ Styles is mad he didn't get signed back in two thousand one. But he had barely been at WCW at that point. I know. I'm just still mad that Sting's storyline <laughs> about taking down the authority that played out from November to April changed the day of the show to WWF first WCW. Right. <laughs> it was their only well-constructed story that year, and they changed it because, what, somebody wanted to prove how great they were. Who's that someone? Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, pal. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so we, tell, me, uh, tell me how you don't like uh, Baron Corbin's look there. <laughs> Do we <laughs> need his lats? Well, that's if you go in that place, but Baron Corbin, uh, maybe you need a little, little more working out, work on the lats. Uh. God damn it, pal. Why can't you be working out with Paul? <laughs> so we think AJ Styles is winning this match. He has to. Okay. No, they, they, they don't want none. There hasn't been a match that a guy should have more clearly be winning in WrestleMania since Triple H basically called Booker T the N-word. And Booker T, uh, oh wait, he he actually lost, so never mind. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was pretty clear that The Undertaker would beat Shane, but... uh, Yeah, that's true. Um, It didn't matter. Hey, let's have a stipulation for our match that Shane McMahon is banned from WWE if he loses, and the next day go back on it, and you wonder why people's interest in the product is down. It's all poetic justice. That's why Daniel Bryan fired AJ Styles, and Shane said, no, just kidding. (laughs) He had the McMahon get out out his stipulation card. Sometimes you don't give these writers enough credit. Uh, (laughs) Because it's... Oh, you heard about what we're going to do. Ha ha, I'm going to swerve it on you. So speaking of yeah, the... Yeah, that's always the best move. Speaking of The Undertaker, he's involved in the next match. It is uh, the big dog of old taking on the big dog of new. The Undertaker versus Roman Reigns off overall. Bleed at. Yeah. What do you... Uh, the, the fun thing I keep saying is if there's going to be a swerve, it is going to happen on Monday because you think it's Roman Reigns and The Undertaker. But in reality, who did The Undertaker choke slam last week? Braun Strowman. Yeah. In every other time we've seen Braun Strowman, he wants revenge. I could easily see somehow this becoming The Undertaker and Braun Strowman. I think the WWE painted themselves in the corner with Leslie Nielsen's death because they can't have him come out and proclaim that uh, Braun Strowman is the real Undertaker. <laughs> because that's the only thing that works if you have two Undertakers in this match. Because the real one, my only interest in this match is if he makes it out on crutches or a stretcher. The Undertaker? Yeah. It, the guy <laughs> at, uh, at the Royal Rumble... Uh, Man, uh, I his mystique is gone. Um, he could barely walk in the Royal Rumble, if you guys remember. Yeah. And uh, I just don't see how this is going to be anything other than us feeling bad for a guy just coming out there for one more paycheck. Well, yeah, he just, th- he, he'd had surgery. So I don't, he just maybe isn't fully come back yet. I'm just saying when it comes to 50-plus-year-olds in wrestling uh, – the Undertaker is no Terry Funk. 
agree. Go ahead, Justin. Sorry. I, think, I, 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 I was I, actually I, waiting on a Steve guy, Terry Funk impression. That's really what I was waiting on. That's what you want? Gary Law is a person. <laughs> Which I knew you were going to go that route. <laughs> the Undertaker is from the South, and that's where Jerry Law is from. And so since Jerry Law is a pervert and the Undertaker's from there, Undertaker's a pervert too. <laughs> God, God damn it, Terry. Uh, I'm not booked. As the Undertaker would say, rest in peace. <laughs> I'll do my Dory Funk impression. You guys ready? <laughs> yeah. That was it. That was the end. Yep. <laughs> you got to see my face. I'm just holding my bottom lip open. The problem Here's the problem with this match, realistically. Uh, because we've seen the Undertaker in such bad shape now, in you know, in, in recent years where you thought, oh, the Undertaker's not going to be there, he's in bad shape. Like, remember the Bray Wyatt-Undertaker match? We didn't see the Undertaker do anything until WrestleMania. So then you were pleasantly surprised. Now we've watched him because he was at the Royal Rumble, and it just looks iffy, and it becomes less believable that he would win this match. But he's probably going to, right? How? How is he going to win? I mean, because it's the Undertaker and it's WWE. Even though the streak is gone, it's almost like they try to start a new streak and he's just going to always have the one loss. Because you got to remember, that one loss is the big thing that you can still go back to with Brock Lesnar. So you can't take that. That one loss is no longer about The Undertaker. That one loss is about Brock Lesnar. So as long as Brock Lesnar is around, that's attached to his character and you have to protect that. Maybe they'll do a WrestleMania 9 redux and uh – the Roman Reigns will try to will win the match and beat him up so bad, but then afterwards use a chloroform rag on his face and get disqualified post match, and they'll reverse it, and that's how the Undertaker will win. Because <laughs> that's what note, Giant Gonzalez did back in the right, day. Right. On a side note, I just watched that WrestleMania for the first time a couple weeks ago. Holy shit! I always thought it was just certain reasons why it was bad, but that was such a bad WrestleMania, and I feel bad for Brett still. Look. The beginning is awesome when Macho Man is doing his spiel about WrestleMania 9. Have a good time. The grapes were grand and the babes were cold or hot. What does he say? Oh, yeah. I don't remember. So, no, that's, it's, they come out. They're all in togas except Macho Man, who's wearing right. his regular outfit, but it's white and gold. And he grabs the mic from Jim Ross, who's holding it, but he grabs it and he does his hand motion and he says, WrestleMania 9, have a good time. Yeah, the creeps were grand and the babes were hot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that, folks, if you were questioning why is Chris Clem on this, is your answer for that Macho Man impersonation right there. And for more random wrestling references and yeah. Macho Man impressions, please check out the Chris Clem Cavs cast. I don't know. Have I done a Macho Man impression on there? On the Cavs cast? Probably. I don't know. We did it from WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Because <laughs> so I think I, I, was, I had to channel Mean Gene at one point. The point is, WrestleMania <laughs> 9 was the first WrestleMania I saw as a kid when I was a very not a wrestling fan at all. And I thought it was awesome. So for that alone, being eight or what year was that? 97 or 93? 93. I saw a seven. It was awesome. Watching it now as an adult, it sucks. But Macho Man does commentary for the whole show, which makes it worth watching for that alone. All right. Well, I have The Undertaker winning this match, by the way. 
Who do you got, Clem? Because I'm actually up in the air about it. I think Roman Reigns wins, and I think they're tone deaf about how it happens. And uh, this is what I think. I might have read this online, but I'm going with it because it makes sense that Roman Reigns wins, and then Undertaker's like saying his goodbye to the crowd. Then Braun Strowman comes out and beats him up, and then Roman Reigns beats him up and saves the day, and then the Undertaker raises his hand like this is the new big dog of the yard and then everybody claps but instead what will happen is everybody will boo their their minds out and completely shit on it that is 100 percent false because if it happens i will not boo so that is not everyone you're not gonna boo you're not even gonna care i'm not i'm not gonna why would i boo it i don't, I don't hate roman, roman reigns. reigns yeah i don't hate i don't, I don't hate roman reigns either but it's terrible uh booking that's really what you just described is wrestlemania 18 the Rock going over on Hulk Hogan, leaving the ring, the NWO coming out, giving Hulk Hogan the beatdown, The Rock coming back, and taking out the NWO with Hulk Hogan. And that sure as hell didn't work the first time, did it? It worked great there. It's a little bit different situation. <laughs> it is a different not, situation. We don't really yeah, need no. to get into it, but it's not even comparable because uh, Roman Reigns has so much potential, but they keep trying to make him John Cena Jr. And I don't even think people boo because they dislike Roman Reigns. They boo because... They're trying to make him John Cena Jr. Yeah. He's just not. If he was, he should be booked. I mean, I know I'm a big fan of his, but he should have been booked way more like Goldberg than he ever should have been like John Cena. What if, let me throw this out there. You gave it a clean finish. What if that Braun Strowman moment happens during the match? If Braun Strowman decides he's going to come out there and give The Undertaker a beatdown, that disqualifies Roman Reigns. The Undertaker still doesn't lose. And now you've got The Undertaker and Roman Reigns taking out Braun Strowman, and you can still have that moment there. But you don't have a loss going to The Undertaker. I feel like that seems like something they would do so The Undertaker doesn't officially lose. That's what I'm saying. I would say at WrestleMania that would be a cop-out. I, I could see that getting an even worse reaction than to what Chris said. Well, sometimes they don't care about what the reaction's going to be. No, look, guys, when I say everybody's going to boo, I think... You guys know, if not the listening audience knows, that The Undertaker's my second least favorite wrestler of all time. So right. I honestly hate the character. I hate I've always not been a fan. I personally would be happy if The Undertaker lost in five seconds. Uh but I just <clears throat> am going by what I imagine the audience will react. Yeah. I think with Roman, this would be the perfect opportunity to turn him heel post match. And that's something that I see happening, but I don't know whether he needs to win or lose for that to happen. He could easily lose and then beat up Undertaker afterwards, or you get uh, Reigns winning, and then that's still everybody boots, and he just finally says, fuck it. But at the same time, how where does Strowman come in all this? You could do what Steve said, and instead of under uh, Roman Reigns saving him from the Undertaker, he just, just rolls out of the ring and walks out. That's what I was mm-hmm. just going to say, yep. Which Whatever. actually, then people who want to be cool and boo him for being or cheer him for being a heel, they actually would still boo him for that because he'd be leaving the beloved Undertaker yes. in the middle of the ring. <laughs> how, exactly. How would it be, though, if he attacked both and technically it turns into a no contest, so you have Undertaker's record at a no contest or tie column? I feel so like that you, would be the cop-out. Then you're just not yeah. going to get your... your, your uh, from what you wanted, Justin, you're not going to get your Roman Reigns heel turn from that. 
But it does advance the Roman Reigns Braun Strowman storyline. Like even if they turned him heel, it wouldn't make people boo him. Yeah. No, I mean if he turned heel, the only that that does is flip the crowd. He's still going to get cheered and booed roughly the same amount. But I I disagree. I don't think it's a John Cena situation. I think people could get behind him either way if they played to his strengths. Yeah, and that's my personal opinion. You f- feel free to disagree. I would I would say one of his biggest strengths though is that is Simone. <laughs> well, that could that could lead into this cockiness. He has That's like why an, he booed as an actual heel. It'd be like if John Cena seemed like a real person. But I still think you you always have that that portion of the crowd that likes to cheer the bad guy. Yeah, so but he, that that portion's smaller than you think. I mean, it'd be the same as with like KO or something like that. But I think unlike Kevin Owens, he would actually probably work harder at at getting people to boo him. AJ Styles works pretty hard. People can to boo him, but you still get the AJ Styles chance. I mean, yeah, well, he definitely does. The difference there, though, I think, is that the wrestling so, audience has waited for so long for AJ to be in the WWE. And he's well, phenomenal. He is phenomenal. The best bad guy, villain, heel, whatever, in WWE right now is The Miz. The Miz. Oh, hands down. Yeah. Nobody sure. nobody comes close to him. Everybody else does play. They play that, that cool guy heel. I think there are people that are trying to be close to that, but... None are. Yeah, I shouldn't just blame it on Kevin Owens. They're all like that except The Miz. Mm-hmm. I think Dolph is trying to get there, but his last like six months to a year of his face run was kind of lackluster to where it was like, uh, okay, you're heel now, you're a bad guy, you're doing this. Okay, cool, but eh. Are you telling me that they didn't know what to do with Dolph Ziggler? Uh, pretty much. That's, I think it's, it's, that's astonishing. I, I think it's... Say, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was, I was gonna say I think Dolph is you know one of my favorites, but I think there's people just I became a b- bigger fan of over the past couple of years. I would agree with that, and I would say also it goes to your point about the Miz being the best heel because you look at the guys who got huge reactions against him from Alex Riley and. Damian Sandow to Dolph Ziggler last year, who as soon as they got away from him, people stopped caring about again. Mm-hmm. Green. All right. Uh, going into the next match, this is the first of our big title matches of the evening. Uh, this would be for the WWE Universal Championship. Goldberg, the champion, taking on Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman in his corner. Uh, we kind of talked about this, danced around it a couple times. I think that this is the end of the Goldberg run and Brock Lesnar gets his win uh, against Goldberg finally right there at WrestleMania. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of split on this too because I can see reasons why either of these guys could win. My only thing is I feel like it's too, quote, predictable that – Brock Lesnar is going to win. It because depends of, on how long Goldberg is going to be around. Because, you yeah. know, honestly, as I just said that, I could see Brock Lesnar gets a win at WrestleMania. Now, officially, well, no, I mean, then he, he still has only won one out of three times. I was going to say, then you go back to SummerSlam, and that's the rubber match, but that wouldn't be accurate. Mm-hmm. I think Brock's going to win, but I do think all these whiny crybabies on the Internet need to shut up. And this will be way more entertaining than Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton, at least to me. Well, because that match doesn't have anybody from WCW in it. Correct. Or anybody with actual <laughs> charisma, either. It's like cardboard versus sandpaper. Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. You don't like Bray Wyatt? We'll, we'll get to, I, to, I to that match I liked Bray Wyatt <laughs> four years ago, but at this point, it, it's, it's I don't care at all when he comes out. We will get to that next. That's okay. not really his fault. 
but Goldberg it's just Brock more Lesnar. WWE's problem with everything. I feel like this, maybe this is short, is short and sweet then. I have Brock Lesnar. Brock's and winning, but uh, man, it'll be exciting to see Goldberg in person. That's all I can say. Mr. Justin Summers, have you just have you determined? I think Brock Lesnar's going to win, but a part of me does want Goldberg to win because I want everyone to be shocked that at, at, at some outcome. I want it to, almost to be like Undertaker Lesnar because when Undertaker lost and Brock Lesnar won, that no one knew what to think. Oh my God, that actually happened because everyone. Oh my God, like this is so predictable. Undertaker's definitely going to win. This is my feeling with this match. I would love to see Goldberg win, and then maybe he doesn't stay around as long. Even he, I'd like to see him drop the title the next night on Raw, not to anybody, just saying, "Hey, like I did I'm everything done. that. I, well, I did everything that I wanted to do. Showed my son I could do it. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna and end it on top. Got a win. At, got two wins at WrestleMania. I'm good. Here's the title. Thanks you and good night. That would work a lot better if they had somebody who is like the next big face they want to push. Like if he's like, I want to go out and I would give this title up, but instead I'm going to give this opportunity to one of these young guys and they could just play into like people's thoughts on it. And then Finn Balor could have a match and beat him and then go out like that. I was thinking actually a a title tournament because or something. I, I was like those. And I think that would just be a way to swerve everybody with, oh, my God, Lesnar's going to win. But my only real big issue with that is why would we have Lesnar be beaten twice like that? Like, I don't think it's going to be a squash match, but like, okay, they fought three times counting WrestleMania 20. So Brock Lesnar's not as good as Goldberg and Goldberg's definitely not going to be around much longer. So where do we go from there? Some teams, some players just have their number. Like, the Cavs haven't beat the Bulls once this season, but I don't think I'd ever say the Bulls are better than the Cavs. You know what I'm saying here? Like, Goldberg has Brock's number. It's just one of those mental block things. It just depends on what story you want to tell. And I just personally hate when people give up the title for non-medical reasons. I think the surprise and the shock was back at Survivor Series. And truth be told, that was a huge shock. Nobody saw that coming. Um I just think that this one goes a little bit longer and you, you Brock Lesnar wins it so that he can carry it through to SummerSlam until they figure figure out who they want to give it to or see if people start to like Braun Strowman. <laughs> can we just also say um, Goldberg is not like I'm not saying his cardio is the best or whatever, but when he's wet, when he comes into the ring, it's not because he's sweating so much. It's because he douses himself with water before he goes through the pyro. Right. But I keep seeing people online saying, oh, man, the guy's out of breath by the time he walks to the ring. Like, have you you guys have never, like, been in a hot environment ever before? Whatever. <laughs> I just personally... I'm a huge wrestling fan, but I'm about checked out of all of the internet wrestling culture because if it was up to the internet fans, it would be basically be ROH from 2007. And that product exists. If that's what you want, don't be mad because a guy who is more charismatic without saying a word than Randy Orton has been in the last 12 years is in a title match. Like, there's 14 matches that are going to be on this show, and if one's not for you, great. It's for somebody else. But this sense of entitlement is just really annoying. And I was added to this Facebook wrestling group, and just reading these people's posts pisses me off because most of them are just complaining about stuff. Like, 
I get complaining. <laughs> Sting should have never, ever, ever, ever lost to Triple H, and Booker T should have never <laughs> lost to Triple H. But there's a difference between complaining about a result and complaining about something Triple being H. booked before it even <laughs> happens. There's a difference between complaining about results and complaining about Triple H. That's our yeah, two well, I, last time I checked, <laughs> Goldberg wasn't married to Vince McMahon's daughter. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to, uh, that's going to lead us <laughs> into. Last Goldberg was on top of one of the biggest companies in the biggest periods of all time. But you people are mad that he lost to Kevin Owens, a guy who's been booked worse than rugged Ronnie Garvin in 1987 NWA. Are you out of your minds? I'm yelling in my apartment now. I'm so, yeah. oh, I, just right. relax for a second. Before you go off on the rails, we're going to, we'll, we'll go into the final match. Uh, before that, we hope that you've enjoyed listening to this show. Uh, on the internet and uh, all you internet wrestling fans <laughs> guess what I bought it, a gold because that's the only shirt, place okay? you can find this is the internet uh, so our final match I hate the internet or I hate the fans on the internet and say I'm hating the specific type of fans that I know I know I know yeah I'm I'm down with it the same way I was at, I mean I was added to a couple groups a couple years ago and I got to the point where it was just constant bitching about this, constant bitching about that, and I was just like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yes, they like, don't I've, make those groups so that people can laud what's happening. <laughs> I mean, you can complain about the storylines, you can complain about the quality of the shows, but just being mad that somebody is in a match, like, come on. Right. So our final match of the evening, well, whether this ends up actually being the main event or not, despite the fact that they say main event at WrestleMania. Steve, I don't mean to interrupt. I have one more thing to say, okay? Oh, can I oh, say goodness. it? Yeah. The thing that makes me mad is all these people complain about these part-timers coming back and they, they reference about how, well, back back in the day, they didn't have part-timers coming back. I invite all of these people to watch WrestleMania 1 and WrestleMania 2, which are available on the WWE Network. You don't have to buy the DVDs like I have. You can go watch it on the thing you're probably subscribed to and count how many legends and old-time wrestlers have come back for special appearances on the show. Surprise, it's a lot. Bruno San Martino is on both shows because Vince McMahon was always bringing back people who were over to help promote his next card, okay? He didn't do it in the 90s because Hulk Hogan was in WCW. This isn't some new thing that they've been doing. This has been a part of wrestling, especially on television, on the pay-per-view model for 30 years. Shut up. Read some history. Go back and watch it before you start complaining about things you don't know about. Thank you. I'm done. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on that a little bit because I find a little bit <laughs> I, no 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 I find a little hypocrisy when it comes to re- internet wrestling fans, especially with a part time. Only a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, you they always hate the part timer, but love you, you know the new guy, which that's un- that's understandable. Fine, whatever. But you want the new guy to always win. Well, why are the same fans wanting Undertaker to beat Roman Reigns? Thank you, Justin. Great. <laughs> um, all right, so our final match of the evening, we talked about it a little bit. Already. I'm going to let you finish. And say, no, I'm kidding. You can it's on. the <laughs> WWE Championship, the SmackDown title. It's uh, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton. Uh, Chris Clem, not a fan of this match. I happen to I have a, enjoy I have a specific reason why I'm checked out of this match, and I mm-hmm. – I wonder if you guys will disagree with me. I'll let you finish your introduction. Oh, I mean, I was just saying there are, there are a lot of things to play in this match. Uh, Luke Harper is randomly out there. Um, by the time people are listening to this, he will have done something on SmackDown to give us more indication 
maybe of a preview of what's going to go on. And keep in mind, another rumor lurking out there, Eric Rowan back on the mend. And he has no direction, but was a member of the Wyatt family. Go ahead. I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I think Bray Wyatt retains. but I hope Bray Wyatt I don't have retains. any reason for that at all. Part of the reason why I checked out is because he went from being this really interesting character that people were behind and was mysterious to always losing and just being like the the jobber to the stars, as they say. And AJ Styles totally checked me out of this match when his promo to open up SmackDown said, what does a guy have to do to get a title match around here? Randy Orton burned someone's house down and should be going to jail, but he gets a title match. What is wrong with you? And I was like, you're right. Why is Randy Orton not going to jail? And instead he gets his match back. Well, I mean, during the Attitude Era, people broke into people's houses and got matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was one thing when the guys, like, give me the match. It wasn't like they gave up the match and then they're like, oh, we'll give it back to him because they burned down his house. Right. It would be like the guy begging, like, let me have this guy in a match. He burned down my house. But that didn't happen. Bray Wyatt was scared and mad about it and didn't want him, and they gave it to him anyways. Well, That's just... For all we know, earlier in the night, all we, for all we know, earlier in the night, in advancing the SmackDown storylines, AJ Styles beats Shane McMahon, shows up in this match, and has something to say about it. I don't I mean, think he will, but just throw that out there. Yeah. And honestly, you know who I, I'm a huge fan of? Luke Harper. He should be in this match, too. That's my personal opinion. Oh, definitely. I think this should be a, should have been a triple threat. By the time this is out there, it may be. See, I don't know if they're going to make radical changes to the card Add, adding card like adding matches like the tag team match i understand because i feel like they set it up and that's definitely going to be somewhere way lower on the card but uh, this match and uh i think there's another match we were talking about like a, an addition i don't see it happening well i think the the undertaker roman reigns it wouldn't be that Strowman's in the match just that he interfered yeah with this i just think you're gonna see Harper and possibly Rowan ringside. I wouldn't be surprised if they reformed the family again, but I feel like Luke Harper has, they could easily go after WrestleMania with Luke Harper versus Bray Wyatt for the title. Yeah. And that's why I think Bray Wyatt's going to win. I just think that's where they're going to go there. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that I'm really questioning when everything happened with the whole arson with Randy Orton, I thought they kind of showed Bray Wyatt really vulnerable and almost like a reason to show pity on him. Like, I figured that would be a way for everyone to cheer him. But after that, it's been, oh, no, he's back to being the bad guy. I'm like, wait a minute. Well, they, they all cheered Randy Orton instead when that was happening. Yeah, was like, yeah Bray Wyatt's the good guy in this story. <laughs> really? Is. You, an argument could be made recently in WWE. And it goes back to a match that we talked about earlier, Enzo and Cass. A lot of stuff that they do is kind of heel. Oh, sure. That's like the New Day always cheated to win. Like, they're supposed to be the good guys, and they cheat every single match they ever had. I mean, didn't Austin cheat? No, Austin, you could argue he was overbooked and uh, too powerful, but I don't remember him having a person interfering in all his matches to help him. I would the say only time he, he cheated was when he made that, that huge turn against The Rock was, at WrestleMania. Yeah, and he was he turned heel. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's definitely a newer thing. This stuff, like, you can say, oh, it was better back in the day. I'm not even saying that. It's just really hard for bad guys to be bad guys when the good guys cheat more than the bad guys do. Yeah. The only bad guy who cheats on a regular basis anymore is The Miz. And sometimes AJ Styles and Kevin Owens. Okay, so that's three. <laughs> that's still three out of the entire roster. 
so like I was saying, like I don't get the whole why Randy Orton's been kind of been treated like a good guy on WWE program after the the arson. Because I figured this should be we switch roles between the two, going from before Orton joined the the Wyatt family. Okay, this is a way to finally do everything that ever, all the fans wanted with Bray Wyatt, and you kind of need him as a face with that. I feel like maybe something you have a problem with him. We've seen almost everything he can as a heel. Like give the give people a reason to cheer. They would love an anti machine storyline, and that's what he could do. That's where I would get really interested in Bray Wyatt again, is if he was a good guy. He already has an interesting character people want to like to begin with. And you put it perfectly. Randy Orton's been the bad guy at every... Randy Orton's the one that lied and tricked him into believing they were friends and then turned on him. We're just supposed to dislike him because he's got a beard? I'm really confused on what makes him the bad guy here. Why would I dislike him? Because he has a beard. Exactly. (laughs) Why would you? Because Vince McMahon doesn't. Daniel Bryan? Daniel Bryan? No, but they used to always trash his looks on commentary, even when he was the biggest good guy they had. Well, it sounds like we all agree here. Bray Wyatt? He has to, or else he might as well go to Japan tomorrow. Either uh, Bray Wyatt needs to win, or we need to see Triple H come out, and then he challenges. No, no, no. We don't need to see. This better not be like WrestleMania 31 and have two Triple H appearances, because I can't handle that. I was actually thinking, going back to the reference of WrestleMania 9, you have Randy Orton lose, and then you have Triple H come out and go, well, don't worry, I got this, I want a match right now, and it ends in like 10 seconds. I think I think that you could have Stephanie come out, throw salt in the eyes, just recreate WrestleMania 9. I would love if Stephanie McMahon started throwing salt in people's eyes. We got nothing. I got to... You want to... You see me, honestly, I canceled the WWE Network when Triple H won the title last year. I never paid for it back. They keep giving me three free-month previews, and I'm, I'm happy to watch it for free. But I, I probably I would never buy any more merch. I might still go to WrestleMania, but enough is enough with any McMahon character. At this point in time, nothing is more tiresome than Triple H and Stephanie, and I'm sorry, they, she needs to be off TV. I, I cannot. It's turning, you know, X-Pac heat that they call it like 10 years from now. They're going to call it Stephanie heat. <laughs> well, in fairness, when we do talk about people who are great at being heels and hating the crowd, she's uh, she is probably on that list. Mm-hmm. The crowd she, to hate her. Yeah. But what, when is that ever her heat never goes to anybody? Nobody ever gets one over on them. Sting actually got one over on the authority and they said, no, actually he didn't. It's actually because he, he's fighting for WCW. And then last year they get out of power and the next day they're just back again. <sighs> well, with WWE's current uh, environment and everything, you're not going to see anybody get one up on Steph unless it's a woman. And we've already seen that that's only going to happen once against Brie Bella. And technically they won. So, okay. So going back to, this is my bold prediction, probably for WrestleMania. If, as we list things, I think we did this before, but if not, we'll do it now. When we talk about wild things that could happen and are super not likely to, my wild prediction for WrestleMania is the SmackDown women's invitational is won by Ronda Rousey. Ooh. That's speak as we're talking about Stephanie and people getting one over on her. That's that's the only person in the last couple of years. But it doesn't I, make, will, I mean, it doesn't make sense for her to be on SmackDown, of course, because then she can't go after Steph. But still, yeah. I would support Ronda Rousey being at WrestleMania as long as she's accompanied 
by her redheaded bodyguard wearing his This Is Awesome wrestling shirt. <laughs> I have that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> I have no idea who that could possibly be. <laughs> One Justin Summers. I've never even heard of that show. <laughs> so is that the whole card? That's the whole card, guys. I didn't As know if you guys now. any wild predictions from you two for all of WrestleMania. Shaq shows up in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal again. Ooh, I like that. Mine, uh, I, I kind of mentioned earlier, uh, and I would remember that we had this. I wouldn't have blown my load. Eva Marie comes out f- for the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Oh, yeah. I think that's way more realistic than my Ronda Rousey. Yeah. I don't think she wins, though. Oh, I was saying I would love to see her win, but there's a. I kind of think she's done with WWE. I think or WWE's done with her, and they're waiting for a contract to run out. And if it's anytime soon, they might go, well, you know, do WrestleMania and you're done. You know who I'd love to see return? Victoria. She huh? should be in Orlando. I mean, uh, on a on a personal note, she was very nice when I met her, and then she uh, retweeted the picture I took with her. And all these stupid internet fans kept calling me Joseph Parks, Abyss's alter ego from TNA. Well, you're both from Cleveland. That's true. I like him because <laughs> of that, but uh, it wasn't exactly a compliment. I never even put the two. Well, you you, you have you have all your teeth, so. <laughs> I was clean shaven, and my face was very puffy at the time. Victoria, I believe, also part of the uh, last week's or two weeks ago's photo leaks, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that, she was on that list. I didn't know that one. Yeah, well, it gives you something to do there, Justin. Okay, uh, as, 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 to do. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know you said you blew your load already earlier with Eva Marie, but uh, <laughs> okay, maybe. Oh, <laughs> maybe you refill quick. I so feel like gonna, Tony Schiavone sitting between Bobby the Brain Heenan and Mike Tanay. <laughs> Look at this crossfire. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us here on this WrestleMania roundtable. Uh, we hope you guys have enjoyed it. I know it was a long one to sit through. It's a long card. This is only going to be not even half as long as WrestleMania itself. Uh, if you want to say anything to us, feel free to tweet at us. Uh, mine is the Steve Guy. You have Chris Clem at Chris underscore Clem. Justin Summers you can find on two different things, either at Wrestle Cheers or his very own at Heavy Set. Three three zero, gentlemen. Any final words here? Uh, yes, personally, me as a fan who really got into wrestling in the summer of 1998 and was cemented in my fandom when I watched Hulk Hogan lose the WCW Heavyweight Title to Goldberg and stayed up all night to watch the replay where it happened again because that was the greatest thing I had ever seen in my life up to that point in wrestling. I'm super excited to see Goldberg in person. This is the last big WCW guy that they can bring back and that can actually still wrestle. And I'm excited. And honestly, uh, since I started watching wrestling again, this is the most interested I've been in it overall, probably since 2011. And frankly, I think this card and show will be much better than anyone thinks. The only dark spot on the entire thing is that I'm sure Triple H is going to have a match against Seth Rollins. And that's fine, because some people probably like him. I'm just not one of them. Thank you, Chris Clem. Any final words from you, Justin Summers? 
I'm looking forward to my very first WrestleMania Live and the whole experiencing the whole weekend from uh, doing WrestleCon, going to Evolve, WrestleCon Super Show, Ring of Honor the day before, which I'm a little bit more excited about than WrestleMania. It's not in the knock towards WrestleMania. I think it's because they've pumped the whole Hardys versus the Young Bucks for a while, and that was one of the reasons why I bought my ticket. But I'm still really, really pumped for WrestleMania, and it's kicking something off my bucket list that you guys did seven years ago. Welcome to the say, party. Yeah, have fun, Justin. And I will say this for ROH shows over WrestleMania. I've been to two ROH shows, and both times one of the wrestlers was using the bathroom at the same time I was. It's never happened at a WrestleMania. <laughs> we just we just didn't have that good enough seats. <laughs> uh, well. For Chris Clem and Justin Summers, I'm Steve Guy. We hope you guys have had fun, and uh, we'll see you in four years. Please, no Donald Trump at WrestleMania. Thanks. Soap, wrong show. Oh. <laughs>